0: Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. weekdays twelve thirty to three,
1: seven seventy CHQR. Some clarification as to what exactly is going on here, but of course, uh, I'll let you know that uh, there is a new book out marking the thirtieth anniversary of the Man in Motion World Tour, and it is called Rick Hansen Man in Motion World Tour Thirty Years Later. Uh, but of course, the Rick Hansen Foundation doing a lot of work across the country for Canadians living with um, disabilities. He's going to be part of a WE Day celebrations in Calgary, and he has just arrived in our fair city and is on the line with us here this afternoon. Rick Hansen, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program.
0: Hey, thanks. It's great to be back to Calgary.
1: Well, and it's it's good to have you back. So much uh, going on. Tell, tell us a bit more about what brings you to town and everything going on with WE Day.
0: Well, you know, we've been uh, connected to the WE movement for uh, a number of years now, and just uh, what a privilege to be able to be part of that amazing team they're working on mobilizing youth all across the country and around the world to be difference makers, to pick causes that they care about, and then to use their time and their talent to be able to break down barriers and make the world a healthier, more inclusive place. And, and I'm just here to encourage youth to not leave people with disabilities behind because it's the world's largest minority. There's over a billion people on the planet living with disability today, and there's lots of barriers that still have to be broken down.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that speaks to a lot of the work uh, that the Rick Hansen Foundation does. And uh, folks, by the way, can find it more. It's rickhansen.com, and that's H-A-N-S-E-N, to find out about the work you're doing, the barrier busters projects across the country. Uh, So what kind of progress are we making uh, on this side of things, Rick?
0: Well, you know, I think what's happening is Canadians realize that it's a human right for people with disabilities to be included equally and to have full participation in society and that's a that's a big uh, a big step forward over the last 30 years it was often considered a marginalized issue and you know maybe people with disabilities would be just part of a charitable uh, program and concern but now they realize it's uh you know about five million canadians living with a disability and uh numbers with aging baby boomers growing it's part of our constitution that's a big progress uh movement and canadians should be congratulated for that and um, now, those in some levels of uh, accommodation on the built environment where people live, work, and play, uh, but uh, we still have a long way to go because we're not standardized on how we view accessibility. We don't have professional or accredited uh, lenses to assess whether an airport, a school, a university, a retail shop, Uh, or, say, the Saddle Dome is uh, accessible for people with disabilities. So we need to change that, and our foundation is working on making a global standard so that everybody is speaking the same language and measuring the same things.
1: Yeah, that's something that's really needed. I think there are businesses and organizations that, that mean well, and they want to do this. They just don't know where to start. So the foundation now has, I guess you're calling it the Accessibility Certification Program.
0: Exactly. And, uh, you know, we're taking a lesson from the, uh, you know, the energy efficient building sector. They created something called LEEDS, and uh, they've uh, accredited over a quarter of a million people from 160 countries, you know, engineers, architects, city planners, uh, you know, people who were advocating in the energy field for efficiency. And they, they said, look, let's get a handle on this. Let's standardize it. Let's get it professionalized so that, you know, it's mainstreamed and normalized so everybody has the accreditation and uh, then we won't have to be dealing with all these reactive problems when new buildings are built or when someone tries to retrofit a building, but they, they didn't really have the right framework. And they weren't considering people with hearing challenges, uh, visual, uh, not just in wheelchairs, but all kinds of mobility or some cognitive issues that really would liberate their ability to use and participate and function and contribute uh, in that building. And that's the, that's the next generation view.
1: It is. Uh, this is a big year, of course, as well for you. This is the 30th anniversary of the uh, Man in Motion World Tour. Uh, there's a new book out. It's called Man in Motion World Tour. 30 years later, a celebration of courage, strength, and the power of community. Uh, you, along with uh, Jake McDonald, put this book together. As you reflect on it, I mean, certainly it seems like a, like a long time ago, but how fresh is it all in your mind?
0: You know, it does seem like just yesterday that I was uh, coming, coming through Calgary and uh, at the Saddledome and you know, there with, uh, with the flames and, uh, and of course, uh, at that time, it was uh, Mayor Klein and we were uh, celebrating and raising money and we had an amazing champion, uh, you know, whose name was Jim Gray, uh, who, who I'm going to visit today to say thanks. And really, this, this book is looking back 30 years later and, uh, and it's not one man in motion. Uh, who who sort of, sort of miraculously uh, wheeled around the world it was these amazing champions and people who got behind the journey to help me overcome all these challenges and problems and more importantly to make a difference and and I think if, uh, if a story is told you know with that kind of perspective anyone who's on a journey that has a goal a dream uh, they they have team members uh, family members friends who can step up and, uh, you know, and, and make a difference and really uh, change the outcome and, and take it to another level. And I'm uh, super grateful to Canadians and people around the world for helping start make it, the Man in Motion Tour the reality that it was and also for being there for the last 30 years to continue to make the world accessible and inclusive for people with disabilities and find a cure for spinal injury.
1: Well and, and it's interesting because I, th- I think Canadians remember how big it it all became, right? And and by 1987 this this was huge, but you'd actually started it uh 2 years previously in 1985 and th- there wasn't a lot of focus, there wasn't a lot of attention around it then, was there?
0: Oh, it was a lot of tough dark days and and, and in reality we we probably were just it was a miracle just being able to start uh that first day leaving Vancouver heading south uh, down the on the west coast of the United States and you know I was injured and uh, we didn't have enough money to get past the first two months. Uh, we, we needed so much support. I needed to, to bring Amanda out on the road as the team physiotherapist who eventually uh, became my wife but of course she her primary purpose was to keep me functioning, keep the injuries at bay so I could even summit the Siskiyou mountain range between Washington, uh, Oregon and California and that was a 5,000-foot summit, and that was the first big challenge with uh, significant injuries, and it was a really big pivot moment to be able to get to the top of that summit and see California off in the horizon, and being able to, you know, uh, move forward and know that we'd overcome the first legitimate challenge of the journey.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you know, we're talking about 30 years. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, younger Canadians who weren't born when this happened or who maybe weren't weren't old enough to remember all of this. But, you know, it's remarkable because, you know, I have kids and they've learned about Terry Fox at school. And of course, we still have the Terry Fox run. That's a big event. Um, So I think it is important to ensure that even if kids don't remember these events or they weren't around for these events to to keep that legacy alive. So how how do we do that?
0: Yeah. And it wasn't just a, a world tour you know to uh, you know to try to raise money and generate awareness, you know, I was trying to create a movement and, and achieve two big dreams: uh, make the world accessible and inclusive and find a cure for spinal injury and and it 's going to take that next generation it 's going to be another thirty years before we are at the end game of those uh, ultra marathons of social change, and so we need to demonstrate that, that that this this cause is important that it's relevant to to youth across the country and around the world and and also show them that there are specific barriers that they can uh, they can actually you know help participate in to remove those barriers and make a difference and and then ultimately help build a better society and that's why I'm here at we day uh, you know what a what a great opportunity to to engage youth but we also have a school program in every school every province and territory across the country and helping teachers to keep that going in the classroom throughout the year so that maybe someone won't have to wheel around the world again to draw attention to this issue. It becomes normalized.
1: Well, we look at what's happening with technology uh, and, and with advances in medicine, wh- where are we at? Where are we going to be at in 10 years when it comes to uh, helping Canadians with disabilities, helping them uh, improve their own mobility, uh, and also being able to you know, reverse some of the devastating effects of these kinds of injuries?
0: Well, you know, I think technology and medical support has evolved dramatically. And, you know, and, and our old view that if you had a disability, you know, you were really in trouble and you wouldn't be able to get a job or participate is now being shattered because, you know, it's a high information age. Uh, it's technology driven. And people with visual, hearing, mobility, cognitive challenges can still play a vital role and be you know, great employees and make it an amazing contribution. And and, and, and that's fantastic because, you know, there was no GPS, no smartphones, no, you know, you know, uh, you know reading technology that helped people who are blind or had no vision. And, and, and that, that was, that's fantastic, you know. And, and, of course, what it does is it puts them in play. It focuses on ability. And then on the medical side, uh, obviously with advances in medical science, and, you know, Calgary uh, and, and Foothills Hospital is doing a phenomenal job on treating people with spinal cord injury and and, uh, and as the science in research labs around the world evolves, they're poised to apply new therapies and participate in clinical trials and I think you're going to see a huge change for the newly injured in the next 15 years. People will have a chance to have full recovery, not suffer permanent paralysis and maybe those that are just injured who are permanently paralyzed will have a chance to walk again because of, uh, in the next 30 years, new regenerative technology that will help them be able to have full function again.
1: Yeah, it's incredible. Well, more uh, on the work the Foundation's doing again. It's rickhansen.com, and the book uh, is available now. It's called Rick Hansen's Man in Motion World Tour 30 Years Later. Uh, There's some remarkable photos in this book, too. There's one of you, Rick, uh, I I bet you remember this day, March 28th, 1985, Salem, Oregon. Uh, You look miserable because it's pouring rain. (laughs) Uh, And you just look like you're soaked. The rain is coming down. There were a lot of days like that, weren't there?
0: Oh, it was. It's actually in my mind that day. And of course, that that was just uh, you know in advance with those injuries, having trouble gripping the wheels, and having tendonitis in the elbow and the wrist and the shoulder. And and there was the uh, Siskiyou Mountains, uh, you know, just a couple of weeks away. And uh, in my in my mind, I had a lot of lot of doubt, a lot of fear, and fortunately again i had an amazing team and i had uh, my wife amanda who truly stepped up and made it possible
1: yeah well and just to let you know before we let you go rick there's a lot of people texting saying they remember this and how much it meant to them in fact one guy texted to say i got to shake rick's hand when he came through thunder bay i was in grade 12 uh and it was a memorable experience so yeah it certainly meant a lot to the people who were around at the time
0: well i appreciated it you know that support was what fueled me across the country in the middle of winter and in Thunder Bay was where my good friend Terry Fox uh, had to his journey, and very emotional, and uh, he was a big inspiration in my life, and obviously we all know what legacy he's left, and that's uh, what happens when Canadians step up and try to make a difference.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, and We Day goes tomorrow with the Saddledome. Rick Hansen, thank you so much for joining us here today. Appreciate this.
0: Thank you. Looking all forward right. to the whole time here. All the best. Bye now.
1: To you as well. Rick Hansen, uh, the man in motion himself, the Rick Hansen Foundation, com. Uh, he'll be a part of We Day events at the Saddle Dome tomorrow, along with uh, George Takai, among other big names. So that's going down tomorrow at the Saddle Dome. Uh, and again, the book is available Rick Hansen's Man in Motion World, two or 30 years later. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously uh, a telling of everything that happened over those two years 85, 86, and into 87. And then some pretty amazing pictures of it all. So I I mean I certainly remember it. I was uh I was relatively young, eleven, twelve years old around the time. But it was a it was a big deal. It certainly became a big deal uh by nineteen eighty-seven. So Rick the website of the Rick Hansen Foundation that they set up in nineteen eighty-eight. So they've been going strong for about three decades now and doing some pretty important work. Uh and as he says, Calgary uh certainly played a role uh in that big tour and some special people here that um one in particular, as he mentioned, that he intends on saying thanks to today. It's certainly meaningful for him to be back in in this city. All right, so great conversation there. Uh, Our thanks again to the man in motion himself, Rick Hansen, in Gallagher for WE Day celebrations tomorrow at the Saddledome. Uh, You can read more, by the way, we.org, W-E, we.org, to find out more about uh, everything going on with WE Day. All right, we're just coming up to the bottom of the hour here. Our number, 403-974-TALK. That's 974-8255. Well, if, uh, some other news to get to after 1.30, more time for your calls and your texts. Later on, as mentioned, we'll talk about the declassified JFK documents, what more they add to our knowledge of uh, the assassination of an American president. And later on today as well, the North Skenazy Free Range Kids Movement, uh, the new foundation, the Let It Grow Foundation. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, some of the Halloween fears the parents suffer from that maybe keeps us from letting our kids really fully experience childhood. We're back with more right after this.
0: Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge
1: starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.